You're listening to. You're listening to. Let's get real. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Real. You're listening to Brenda and Ashley, and today we have a brand new episode for you guys. We're excited to get into the topic, but first, you know the drill: mental health check-in. Brenda, where are you at today? Ten out of ten. No, really? <laughs> oh. Hmm, I would say an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh, content, slept in. It was a nice morning, you know, it was raining outside. Made me sleep in a little more. Got to take my time getting ready. Mm-hmm. It's just overall good day. When there's no work, it's, it's a good day. day. That's beautiful. And you're going to see your boyfriend today, right? Yes, ma'am. Anything planned? Nope. Well, it's a nice day to, like, stay in because it's cozy and rainy. Well, I don't know if it's rainy anymore, but... It's like that mood where you just want to like stay in and like cuddle and shit. Yeah, we got to take Johnny to get his haircut, so. Oh, so you do have something planned. Yeah, but like nothing like, oh, we're going to go rollerblading or something. Like activities, we don't have anything planned. Okay, well, have fun with that. How about you? What's your mental health number at today? I think I'm at an eight as well. Woo! Yeah, I woke up and I made a really yummy chai latte and I iced it and it was super good. I meditated this morning. I journaled, pulled some tarot cards. I've been like back in my routine. I've been more productive the past three days. And that I think is making my mood a lot better because holy shit, like I was in a rut, as you know, for like weeks that had me just really down on myself. I had a really good weekend. I think I like ran my social battery to the last drop of juice, but it was really cool. Like I went to a birthday party. I met some new friends. I went and celebrated Pride at the FOMO Pride picnic. And I did something else. I forget what I did, though. Oh, yeah. I went to that party with a bunch of beautiful, beautiful people. And I looked like <laughs> I did not like my appearance that day. <laughs> and I was so upset that I pulled up looking like that. But um, anyways, yeah, I'm like going off on a tangent. Yeah, I feel good. I have energy, but I'm also a little bit tired. And yeah, that's it. Fun, fun, fun. At least we're both at an eight this week. Wow. We're Yeah. Eight. Yeah, I think I'm an eight. Maybe I'm like a seven point eight. Ah, stop lowering yourself. Okay, okay. Mm. I'm at an eight. I'm at an eight. <laughs> I'm gonna make some yummy pasta after this uh, recording. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, today's topic is gonna be: Are my standards too high, or am I picky? Yeah. So basically, we're gonna talk about standards in dating, like when it comes to like, of course, romantic relationships. We're going to discuss our own standards and just talk about the topic in general. So, yeah, let's get into it. So we're going to start off by just going into our own standards. So we have our own lists here. I'm going to name one off and then Brenda's going to name one off. We're going to go back and forth and just discuss why these are important to us. So my number one, actually, no, these aren't in any particular order. But the first one on the list here is really big to me. And that is someone who is self-aware. That is one of the most important qualities that I look for because if you're not self-aware, you're living in your own delusion and your communication is shit because you never really know what's happening. You don't know your faults. You don't know when you're wrong. You don't know when you're right. You don't, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you just can't effectively communicate because you don't know enough to be able to like come to a resolution. If I tell you, oh, you're being an asshole and you think that you're the nicest person ever, you're not going to see how you're being an asshole because you're not self-aware. So I need someone who is aware of their traits, their flaws, and everything in between. Yeah, I think self-awareness is a big one, especially as you get older. Because when you're young, you're in that kind of state where, you know, it's your way or the highway. You're always right. As children, we just kind of like 
think of ourselves yeah i just think overall as an adult being self-aware is a big thing because you don't want to like look like a snob or look like you're the type of person who doesn't know when they're in the wrong and just doesn't know how to apologize and things like that you know what i mean like i feel like that's a common thing that people should be able to do is be self-aware of yeah and honestly like people shouldn't always have to tell you when you're fucking up because i know sometimes when i'm being an asshole or when i've done something wrong I'm able to acknowledge it before somebody else brings it up. Not all the time, but I would say like 85% of the time I'm able to do that because I'm self-aware enough to know when I'm fucking up. Um, But I remember when I wasn't, I was just living in delusion and I never knew when I was hurting someone, they'd always have to come and tell me. And I'm like, oh shit, I was doing that. I didn't even know that. So yeah, very, very important to me. My first point would be strong communication. And I think that one is um, self-explanatory just pretty much someone who can communicate effectively if you're doing something or going out or um, you feel some type of way you need to communicate it and as I got older I've noticed how important it is because when I was younger I'd always be like I'm not gonna say anything I'm just gonna wait till they like notice or understand or do things but I think now it's one of those things that if I don't say anything it's just gonna keep on happening Mm -hmm. and unless you want to just keep going in that cycle of like hating something or not being happy with something you're gonna have to communicate that and talk to the person because it can't read your mind it's like how am i supposed to know that that bothers you if you don't tell me you know yeah like the ability to communicate is big but also just knowing how to communicate effectively is huge because if i'm trying to have a conversation with you and you're getting defensive or you're just like listening to respond or you're cutting me off, it's like that's not communication that's going to get you anywhere. So being with someone that is able to like listen, understand, respond with something that's relevant and helpful to the situation goes a long fucking way. That's a big one for me too. Someone who is emotionally intelligent is my next one, which, you know, communication kind of comes with that in my opinion. I want someone who's able to understand my emotions, able to you know, read me in a way that I don't always have to tell you what's going on. Obviously, if I need to do that, I'll do it. But emotional intelligence, just having empathy, understanding, these are such important factors in the person that I want to be with. I think this is like, maybe these are in order for me because honestly, self-awareness and emotional intelligence is like, those are fucking huge, huge to me. So yeah. Emotional intelligence is a good one. I think if you didn't add that, I probably would have added that on my list. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. my next one is loyalty that one is just Huge. i think in any type of relationship even platonic relationship you need to be loyal loyal to yourself and loyal to others it's like a big thing i think in any type of relationship that you have plus it gives you a peace of mind knowing that you're with someone who you can trust and feel content and not have to worry and stress in the back of your head are they doing something wrong or are they talking to someone? Are they, do you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. don't have to think about all those things that could possibly be happening when you have loyalty. Yeah, I agree. There's not much I can really add to that. Cause honestly, like loyalty is just a given. So I definitely agree with you on that one. The next one that is important to me is physical attraction. They don't need to be a supermodel. They don't need to be beautiful. They just need to be physically attractive to me. It may sound shallow to some people, but I think most people are on the same page where it's like you have to be physically attracted to someone to an extent in order to really be in that relationship because obviously there's intimacy, there's sex. And if you're not physically attracted to them at all, then it's just, I don't know, for me personally, it's difficult. 
And like, listen, they could be a two out of 10 to the average person. But if in my mind, they're like a six out of 10, that's enough for me. You know, I just I need to have that attraction to you to kind of keep me going in a way. Because like you need to be at least somewhat physically attracted to them because then your eyes will start to wonder. Exactly. So when people say like, oh, he's just all personality and zero looks, Mm-mm. it's like, oh, I don't know. That's going to work. Like, yeah, you need to have 50 50 or like you know 40 60 yeah and like if all my friends think you're ugly but i think you're cute that's all that matters to me yeah i just don't want to be out and suddenly i'm looking around at everybody like ooh, like that guy's good looking that guy's good, you know like especially because like i don't know i just feel like there's so many beautiful people around that i just can't have too many options i need to be attracted to you so that my eyes are only on you exactly yeah physical attraction is a big one and it's kind of like you said, you don't have to be attracted to everyone. It's actually better that other people don't find you attractive. Mm-hmm. But as long as you find them attractive, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. My next point is respect. Being respectful. So that's a big one for me. I don't know. I've just been around people who are just rude, have zero manners, and don't know how to be a decent human being. So mm-hmm. when someone is not respectful, it's a big ick yeah it is don't be disrespectful if you have something to say like be nice about it or do it behind closed doors you don't need to do the most come on it's just it's a normal human thing to be respectful it's not the biggest thing to ask for i just think it's common courtesy you know yeah and i agree with that and i also want to add respect to me and anything that i love or care about respect my job respect my boundaries respect my mom my dad my friends you know like just human decency and respect is like it's important and if you don't have that quality then keep it pushing because i want nothing to do with you (laughs) period my next one is i need you to be funny listen i spent three years with someone who like leached off my jokes and (laughs) never made me laugh and i didn't realize it until i started hanging out with someone who was actually making me laugh and i realized that my friends make me laugh all the time and i was like wait a minute, did I just spend three years not laughing? And I never want to go through that again. I want my next partner to be funny. I want to, I want my abs to hurt. You know, I I (laughs) never had that. My abs were never hurting. Like I was never dying of laughter and I want that. And that's no shade to the person. Listen, maybe we just have different senses of humor. I don't know. Um, But I do know that the next person I want our sense of humor to be pretty similar and I want to laugh my ass off that is a must for me like i need that my next one is honesty this kind of goes hand in hand with loyalty but honesty is another big one like you need to be honest be truthful and even if it's something you don't want to admit to you know there might be something that follows after being truthful i think it's always important to just be open and honest be real be true be honest because the truth will eventually come out mm-hmm. and it's just better to be yourself and let the person know how it is before it goes south. The truth always comes out. Always. And I just feel like when someone lies about little things, it just tells a lot about that person. You know what I mean? You just got to question it. So, yeah, very important. My next one is I need someone who is stable in all areas of life. That means like you're mentally stable obviously if you have something going on in your life that's causing you to kind of like you know not be okay at all times that's okay i'm there for the person but overall i want mental stability financial stability i want you to have like 
just like a stable life, you know? Um, it's hard to be around people who are constantly like going through shit and bringing you into their baggage. So if that's the relationship I'm in, I'd rather be single and date someone when they're ready for me. And that's why like I want to also make sure that I'm not dating until I'm ready for the person. You know what I mean? I think it's important to feel some type of stability when you're with someone because then things can actually go bad think about it it's like in a relationship you need two people right it's grounded you guys are helping each other out but if one person's the only one who's has their shit together it's kind of like she's in a relationship with herself because she's consistently Mm -hmm. helping the other person you know pick himself up or get to where he needs to be or pushing him to like get a job Mm -hmm. or do this that and the third oh yeah it's just gonna feel like you're kind of babysitting at some point yeah like, like you, you shouldn't have to be anyone's mom exactly Sorry. yeah like it just feels like you're you know, like holding someone by a thread and like making them do stuff and who knows if they even want to do it because if someone really wanted to do something for themselves they would do it and they wouldn't have you keep pushing them to do something i don't mm-hmm. know my next one is puts you first yeah and i'm not saying like just does things for you or does things that only benefits you I'm not saying this in a way where it's just you, you, you. But in certain scenarios, I think it's important to put your partner first. When it comes between your partner and your friends, I don't want to make it seem like it's all about your partner. But at the end of the day, your partner will possibly be your future husband, maybe be your future baby daddy, maybe be your lifelong partner. And friends will sadly come and go. So not to say to push your friends aside from your person but know when to put your partner first i think Mm -hmm. i think it's important not to be like a people pleaser all the time and know when to respectfully put your partner first i 100 percent agree with that i spent time with someone who never put me first ever put everyone else first friends family themselves like and it was so like it, it takes a toll on you it takes a toll on like your self-worth it's just not healthy it's not healthy at all and you start like thinking that that's what you deserve and it's really sad so if someone's not putting you first I mean obviously everyone should put themselves first Mm -hmm. but there are times when you make sacrifices for the person that you love um, if it's serving your good and their good you know that never happened and it doesn't feel good so if you're in a relationship like that um, maybe second guess it because I think that's a very important factor my next one is very self-explanatory I want someone who's faithful don't cheat on me (laughs) Don't make me feel like you're cheating on me. Just be faithful. That's it, period. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good one, though. Yeah, I agree with that. Someone who is empathetic. So someone who can understand you, be patient, be kind, nurture you when you need it. Someone who's just there for you and you can count on them. You know, like when you're sick or when you feel down or when you don't feel your best. And having someone who can understand you and sometimes it's not even to to guide you or to give you advice it's one of those things like you know like think about when someone passes you don't necessarily have much to say but just being there and being that person you can cry on and and hug and feel supported even though you don't say much you just need that feeling of having someone next to you i think it's important to know how to be empathetic i personally kind of struggle with that because i don't know sometimes how to say things or how to word things and sometimes it's hard so i'm kind of working on that but i think it's important to at least listen to people and understand them and try to just be there for them and it's not always saying something or saying the right thing 
but it's just listening and being able to understand what they're saying i think that's a big one yeah just showing people you care and showing them that you're like a safe space for them to open up and be vulnerable is key because like if i'm telling you my problems and you tell me that they're like trivial or you know like there's worse things happening it's just like come on have some empathy you know very important okay next on my list i want someone that i'm compatible with i always talk about how chemistry is so different than compatibility i want someone whose values whose goals whose life aligns with mine and if they don't i want to make sure that they work to understand me so compatibility is is important it's it's a non-negotiable for me but obviously we're not going to be compatible in all areas of life and there are going to be areas that you know we may have different opinions on but i want to make sure that i'm with someone who is understanding like doing the work to understand like why i feel the way that i do about something or you know whatever it is and i'll do the same for them so yeah compatibility that to me is like a huge 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 one because being with people who I was not compatible with it it didn't work and I should have known it wouldn't work in all the instances and um, sometimes people force things that aren't meant to be but compatibility is key (laughs) that rhymed (laughs) yeah I think compatibility is a big one too there has to be something that kind of brings you into that person whether it be something you guys both find interest in or something that makes you guys both happy Because then it's easier to find things that you guys want to do together when there's some type of compatibility. My next one would be kind of like the last one I said, but this one is good listener and someone I can vent to. Mm -hmm. So I kind of touched upon this in empathetic, but I need someone who is a good listener. And I do also kind of struggle with this and not because (laughs) I'm not a good listener. (laughs) It's because I listen to respond because someone has drilled it into my head that I have to say something because it doesn't look like I'm listening, but I'm listening. It's just sometimes I have nothing to say. However, I didn't I never said you have to say something, but I mean, just being like attentive and showing that you're engaged. It could be a head nod. It could be eye contact. (laughs) This girl will be on her phone and not respond. And I'm like, did you hear me? And then she'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that. I'm like, I don't need you to repeat me. I just want to know that you're hearing me just to clarify. Just saying (laughs) for me anyways, it's hard, I think, because sometimes again, this is something that I struggle with. I don't know the right thing to say sometimes, you know, because, for example, someone that someone passed away. What is a typical thing to say? I'm so sorry. My condolences to you and your family. It's like, OK, thanks. You know, it's a given, but you don't always have to say something. It's how you're listening and understanding what they're saying, because I don't know, I guess I'm the type of person that sometimes when I vent to someone I don't necessarily want them to tell me anything. I don't need your advice. I don't need you to tell me what to do. I just want to throw out all the pain and anger that I have in me. And I just want you to listen. Because it's one of those things where you keep it inside of you for so long that once you finally let it out, you're like, okay, I'm just glad I was able to say that. Have it like said in the universe. It's all out. Now I can go on with my life. Because I'm the type of person when I'm angry, (laughs) I just got to let that shit out. I like hearing feedback, I think. Yeah, you do. Solutions. Which makes sense why you like to have that engaged conversation because you like to understand why they're feeling that way Mm -hmm. or what's making them think that or 
why did that make you angry? Like, she's very therapeutic about it. She always wants to know why, why, why. But it's not like why. It's just it, it is what it is. Because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes there is no reason for me to be mad. There isn't. But it, it does. It makes me feel some type of way. And it's hard to explain it. And I just need to, like, let it out. It's like punching a wall. You know, when you punch it mm-hmm. and just let it all out. You don't have to explain it or talk about it. It's just done. You know what I've learned to do? Um, like, this is a quick side note. I'll just ask people like, hey, like, how can I be here for you? And they tell me like what they want. I'll be like, do you want me to just listen? Do you want to vent? Like, do you want solution based advice? Like, what do you want? I'll just ask people like, how can I be here for you? Like, what do you want from me? And then they tell you what they need. Like my best friend, Monica, she usually tells me like, oh, you don't need to say anything. And so I won't say anything. I'll just listen. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. You know, and I find that helps. That helps a lot because then you you're not looking at situations through the lens of what you want because that's not always what people want and you sometimes just look like an asshole i remember that time we went to cinnabon and i cussed you out for (laughs) it's yeah it's like that so like it's better to to ask people what they want and then you can like you know move accordingly yeah i think that's a good one actually that's some good advice that's a good way to you know you just started by saying listen i need to vent and talk about it i don't need you to say anything i Mm -hmm. just want to let like i just want to let this out and Mm -hmm. just say it And sometimes people don't know what they want, but like then you just kind of go with it and just trust that if you're saying the wrong thing, they'll check you, you know. Anyways, on to the next. So my next one, I want a hard worker. I don't need you to be a millionaire, but I want to know that you're a hard worker and you're not lazy and you're working towards something, you know, like I would love for you to have money. Don't get me wrong. Like I I would love that. Oh, my God. But I just want to see that you're working and building something and that you're not just like slacking off and being lazy like i need you to have drive it's very attractive to me to see that mm-hmm. yeah being a hard worker is important because mm-hmm. you don't want someone who's lazy and does nothing no it's not fun my next one is someone who is supportive this is like a big one for me because i don't need you to love what i do i just need you to love that i'm doing something that i love to do mm-hmm. and again like This goes back to compatibility. You're not going to love everything that your partner loves or vice versa. However, if you respect their, you know, their hobbies and what makes them happy, it makes you happy that something that they love is available to them and they feel happy doing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So plus, I feel like when you find something that makes you happy, when you feel stressed or anxious or something and you can like take some time to do those things that you love, it just automatically just changes your mood and you're just a happier person. Absolutely. And anybody that loves you should want to see you happy. Yep. Unless like crack is what's making you happy. Okay. Then yeah. Then they don't need to, to be supportive. <laughs> as yeah. long as it serves your highest good and it's not doing any harm to your life, then they should be supporting it. Agreed. My next one is I would love my partner to be family oriented. I value family time. I love my family. I love spending time with them. And I want my partner to be able to do that as well. I'm not saying they need to love spending time with my family, but I want them to enjoy it to an extent, take initiative, you know, be okay with coming to family events. And I would love for them to have that bond with their family, even if they come from like a one parent home or maybe all they have is their siblings and their cousins, as long as they have a bond with the people closest to them i would love that but it's not like a non-negotiable for me only because i understand that not everybody has an easy upbringing and has like that privilege to be able to say that they're close to their family so 
it's something that I like to me is a standard and it's important, but for the right person, the right kind of love, um, I'm willing to look over it and hope that they like take all of the pain from not having a family and kind of put it into trying to get close to mine in a way without being weird about it. You know, I want you to use me for my family, but like, you know what I mean? I have no comment for this one. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to agree with me, but do you know what I like? Do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah, I get it. Like there's people who value family time and and family gatherings to yeah, a point. Yeah, some people don't give a fuck. Yeah, and that's okay. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, a lot of people don't. And I get why. That's why it's it's not a it's not a non-negotiable for me um, because yeah. I get it. Like people just aren't that lucky and they grow up and because they never had to value it, they just don't care. And they're like, I don't care. Like mm-hmm. whatever. You can be have no cousins, no sisters, no mom, no dad. And I'll still love you. Yeah. And that's fair. And I hope that for them. Good one. Is it? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't really have a comment only because like to me, I don't really value that. But it's also not shade to my partner or anything, but it's, it's my own family. Like I don't value family time alone with my own family. So I don't want to value family time with another person's family. Yeah, I, like, that's unfair. I love certain anyways but i just moving yeah, on moving on <laughs> you tried um my next one is someone who is not judgmental i think i guess you could speak on this too living in a spanish household i just there's too much aunts uncles mm. and, and and cousins and this and that they like, always have a say always have to put their two cents mm-hmm. in everything uh they want to hear all the chisme chisme it's just i don't know it's i exhausting. i hate people who always have something to say and want to bash talk another person i've grown up with that so much that i'm just like bro just who gives a fuck who if they're happy and they're living their best life who cares how they got there who cares what they're doing like as long as they're happy that's all that matters because honestly life is so short and people come in and out of your life for you to want to feel happy for other people. Like, it's your life, so do what makes you happy and who gives a flying fuck what other people think. So okay, that's Ted what I have talk. to say about that. Uh, I hate people who are judgmental. Because even when people tell me stuff, I'm like, oh, shit, like, I would never do that. But I'm like, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. If that is what you, you know, what you liked and you had fun doing it, do your thing. Yeah, but you judge with your eyes, though. <laughs> like, you'll say, I'm not judging. But then you're looking at me sideways. No, because, like, I'm not judging, but I'm like, damn, okay, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's not like a, oh, my God, like, ew, what the fuck? It's more like a, oh, Now, fuck. you're judgy. I mean, there's certain things that I try not to be judgmental on. It's just hard, but, like, on, on a regular, I would say I'm not that judgmental. No, you're not. You're not. not. You're not. Okay, the next one. <laughs> I need someone intelligent. I can't be teaching you everything. I can't be the smart one in the relationship. I just can't do it. I want someone to challenge me. I want someone to make me feel dumb every, not intentionally, but I want to like sit with you and I want to learn new things. I want you to say something and I'm like, Ooh, what word is that? Oh, what does that mean? Ooh, I never heard that before. Like I want someone intelligent. I want that so bad. I think it's so beautiful to be like sitting with someone you love and learning from them and just like feeling challenged by them or going home and thinking about what they said to you and you're like oh shit wow like that resonated with me yeah i've never experienced that i'm not saying that like i've been with stupid people i'm just saying like i've never experienced someone that's extremely intelligent my dad is very very intelligent and i'm constantly learning from my dad so i think that the standard has been set high for me now where i'm like i just feel like i don't want to sit someone in front of my dad 
and they're just dumb, you know, like they can't have a conversation, you know, not to say that like that is my like standard standard, but yeah, I want someone smart. I want someone smart for sure. And I, I like to think that I'm pretty smart. So I feel like we can have intellectual conversations and I want you to be able to keep up with me and I want to be able to keep up with you or maybe not because I want you to be smarter than me. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's a must. Intelligence mm-hmm. is very, very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I got to say because I'm not that intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Oh, thank you. You're a genius in my eyes. Oh, such a sweetheart. My next point is someone who is caring and loving. I don't know. I just... I need someone who cares about me and shows me love all the time. And, you know, I'm not that type of person who needs attention and affection and, you know, like. Yes, you are. (laughs) Yo, you were all up on me last night. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) This girl was like trying to like get on top of me on the couch. and I was like, get off of me. Okay, I, I do. I do. I feel like this podcast is like you saying stuff and then me putting you on blast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you fucking put me on blast all the time. Oh, well. Anyway, someone who's loving and caring would be very, very uh, great to have. You know, I need to just know that you care and love me 24-7. So that would be lovely to have. That is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I agree Ashley with you. tends to not show me her love and affection all the time. Yeah, because I'm not your man. <laughs> like, why do I need like, to show? You're my housewife. What the fuck? Yeah, you know how you have like a work wife, you have a housewife, you have this type of wife. Okay. You would be like my housewife. Why? Because I cook and I clean. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is a good one. And caring and loving people are extremely important. I don't know if I care for that, but you know, I do care for that. I do, but it's not like I don't think it's on my list, is it? no nothing similar that is okay so now that we've talked about our dating standards we're gonna get into some questions that we're gonna ask ourselves and just kind of open up and tell you guys how we feel about certain topics so we're gonna get real honest with you guys yes so since we pointed out um our standards would you say any of those traits are non-negotiable mine i definitely have some non-negotiable ones on my list self-awareness non-negotiable emotionally intelligent is another non-negotiable and ooh, <laughs> i'm looking at my list right now i would say okay so emotional intelligence is like it- intelligence as well so it's like a two-in-one you know what i mean <laughs> so those two and then physical attraction like i have to be attracted to you yeah the rest we can work on them what about you uh, mine it's hard i think i don't know if i could like narrow it to. Top. well you have to okay <laughs> well then my top three would be for sure, loyalty is a big one. Mm-hmm. Strong communication is a big one. Strong communication, loyalty, and... Ah, I mean, if you're supportive, you're a good listener, right? <laughs> Can I do a two-in-one? Yeah. Okay, so those would be my top three slash four. Supportive, good listener, loyalty, and strong communication. Mm. Cool. Okay. Do you think my standards are too high? To be honest, no, I don't think your standards on this list are high on this list on this list what standards of mine off the list are too high i mean sometimes you have these standards in your mind like what it's just huh (laughs) i don't know you you've said certain things i remember before that i'm like "Ah." like what like a guy opening the door for you as he should i mean he should but it's not 
always going to be the case. I can't believe I forgot to put gentlemen on my list. And there's something else I think I heard you say before, and I was like, eh, I don't know. But I think on the list, you're good. Okay. You're good. They're, okay. Not, they're not high at all. I mean, the family-oriented one, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people come from, like, broken homes. So, like, that's going to be a hard one to find. Yeah. That's but, true. But um, other than that, no, I think uh, I think everything else seems pretty decent. I think I would I would definitely name all the ones you've said, minus the family oriented. But so yeah, I think they're high. Same with your list. I I don't see any of yours being like um, dramatic. Yeah, all of these are perfectly reasonable, perfectly valid. Uh, let me see here. I'm looking at your list right now. Yeah, loyalty, respectful, caring, and loving. Yeah, these are all very fair. I don't think they're too high at all. Okay, so in your opinion, what's an example of someone who has, like, standards that are way too high? Like, what are some things that you might hear on their list that you think are just, like, a little too much? Opens the door. Opens the door. Always pays for everything. Again, not to say, like, guys shouldn't do this. I think guys who do, great. Do not change. But it's not something that I see often. And if these are your expectations... I'm sorry to break it to you, but chances are it's not always going to happen. So, again, no shade. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Guys who open the door, guys who pay for everything, a guy who will always do, like, the work around the house. So, basically, you're saying that anybody who wants a gentleman or a man who is in tune with his masculine energy is asking for too much. Hmm, interesting. Not asking for too much, <laughs> but it's just like if you're expecting a guy to do all these things, you you might be disappointed, you know? It's not It's okay, the thing too is like I don't know, I don't know about you, but all these Gen Zs, these new generations coming out, they're just a different breed. They are. They're a different fucking breed and they're just not trained and trained. <laughs> I'm telling you because I'll tell my brother some stuff and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to do this. I don't know. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, you need to learn these things because you'll be like a gem to the, the ladies when, when you get to that point, you know, like you need to be able to do these things. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, we're in a different uh, day and age. And I think that gentleman like men is very, very hard to find nowadays. So, but they do exist. They exist, but damn, they're like hiding under rocks and shit. They are for sure, especially in a city like Toronto. Honestly, I feel like standards can't really be too high unless they're physical. To me, like if you're asking for like, let's say your example, the gentleman type of vibe. I think that's perfectly fair. We know how I feel about this. I think that's valid. That's what I want. But I also think that if that's what you require, you should be adding the same amount of value into the relationship in other ways you know i'm not saying you need to like cook and clean for them all the time and like wipe their dirty dishes i'm saying like provide some type of value that makes them feel like appreciated you know it's 50 50 um to me to answer this question i would say standards that are too high i think are physical standards oh i want a man that is um beautiful and dresses really well (laughs) <laughs> even though i talk about height someone that's like six five like i'm not dating anyone under six five i've lowered mine to six like six feet Ooh, oh oh yeah oh. six feet hmm. i'm five eight i'm five eight listen up okay so if i meet someone and i fall in love and they're five eleven it is what it is i'm not gonna not date them because they're five eleven 
However, if someone's like setting me up on a date or like on like say let's say Bumble and I see that they're like five eight, I'm probably not going to go on a date with them. Often. How about five nine? N- I'm not really into short guys. I think five nine is tall. I'm five eight. And you're tall. I dated someone that was that was my height. So if it happens, it happens. But I'll probably just have to fall in love with you first. And then the height thing will just have to go under the rug. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but if it's like first attraction, I'm probably going to look away. I won't even lie to you. It's just it, it's physical type. We all have a type. Anyways. Um, yeah. I think standards that when it comes to like physical is a bit much or maybe like lifestyle. Um, like I need a, a billionaire. Like that's too much. But then at the day, like if if you're a billionaire and you want a billionaire, like who am I to say your standards are too high? Like, I don't yeah, think anyone should settle. No one should settle. And if you have your standards and that's what you want, there's someone out there for you. There's what, like fucking 80 million people on this earth? Mm-hmm. Eight million? I don't I don't remember. I don't remember. But there's someone out there for you. But it's just going to be harder to find a partner. Yeah, exactly. I think it's not impossible. It's And that's the thing, too. For me, it might be a big standard for someone it's not. And at the end of the day, as long as you're happy and you feel like you can achieve that, then do your thing. No one's here stopping you because standards are based on each person, right? Something that I find important may not be important for someone else. So that's the key. What do you think is the difference between standards and preferences? So like what I was just saying, where I was saying that I want someone that's like six feet, that's a preference. A standard for me is self-awareness. I think... A standard is usually closer to non-negotiable, something mm-hmm. that's very important, something that you value that's like you can't settle on someone who is not carrying these traits. And a preference is like, oh, I would rather date a black man because I want my kids to be black. Oh, I want to date a six foot guy. Oh, I'd love to date a guy who's well off. That's a preference, in my opinion. So obviously everyone's preferences are different. So those are just examples of what mine are. But preferences are, of course, something that you just prefer, but it's not an absolute must-have. Must. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think you said it well. It's something, the difference is literally one is more negotiable than the other. Mm-hmm. So, What are some of your preferences, like your own personal ones off the top of your head? Preferences, someone who can cook, and I'm not talking about like Chef Ramsay over here, but someone who can come up with a meal, so I'm not always the one that's cooking, Someone who, like, takes initiative for certain things. Someone who's independent to a core, like, doesn't need me to do everything with them. Yeah, I think those are, like, some of the ones that I can think of at the top of my head. How about you? I would prefer to be with someone who has lived on their own before. I just think that there's a lot of growing up that comes with um, living out on your own. If I meet a man who's amazing and he lives with his mom and it's to save money so he can buy a house, like, cool, that's fine. But I would prefer that he's had time on his own so that when we move in together, I'm not babying him and, like, with him as he learns to be a fully functioning mm-hmm. adult on his own. Because I, I've been doing it for three years now, so I just know how much you change and I want someone who's already kind of gone through that. Someone with a car. I have a car, so I want a man with a car, period. Um, And someone that's, like, handsome tall you know that'd be nice but again it's not like a non-negotiable it's just a preference i think those are my main ones oh and someone creative i would love to be with someone creative but not if not if that's their job because we can't have two starving artists in a relationship (laughs) all right would you say looks are a fair standard to have like having a full head of hair or size height things like that do you think size matters what are your thoughts? I don't think size matters. What do they say? It's like the motion of the ocean. <laughs> um, I think looks are a fair standard to have, but you also have to understand that 
your process of dating is going to take you a lot longer and you're eliminating a big chunk of your dating pool if you're basing it off of looks. And if you're cool with that, then do your thing. I don't think it makes the most sense, but I think it's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's certain things that matter and other things that you kind of just are like, eh, you know, it it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have a question for you. How do you think that someone ends up with really high standards? I think people who expect a lot and had like very high, I guess, I don't want to say role models, but people that they looked up to that potentially made them think that this is what a relationship should be like, caused them to think, okay, a guy needs to do this, a guy needs to do that. I want a guy who does this, that, and the third. And then their standards just slowly got higher. They started to watch like those rom-coms and they saw how guys would do this, that, and the third. And were like, oh, I wish my Prince Charming would do this and that. And if you've seen like certain like family members that have gotten certain things, you're probably like, oh, if she could get this, I should be able to get this. And, you know, I think it's literally the way the things you see, the things you surround yourself with, what you see in other people also causes you to think, you know, these are standards that you should be living up to, I think. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think someone with a relatively good upbringing or good experiences in relationships or one really bad experience in relationship would cause someone to have higher standards. For example, for me, my dad, like I mentioned, he's a great dad and he's been very great to my mom and I see a really good relationship. Like he opens the car door, he like takes care of everything, you know, like he's a provider. He's a good dad and a good partner. So I so I think, you know, that's I just based off what I see. But um, because of that, like my standards are high. I kind of lost sight of my standards when I got into a relationship that kind of fucked me up and going through that kept me like grounded after um, to go back to my initial standards. I'm like, okay, I should not settle for less than I deserve. And yeah, I think that like it's polar opposites. Either you have really good relationships and dynamics that you see that cause you to be like, okay, this exists. This is the standard. This is the bar. It's high. And you stick with that or you go through something traumatic and you're like, I'm never going back to that. I deserve better. And your standards are upped. That's just my personal opinion. I think I lost track of it, like I said, but now I'm back to like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like decent people exist and I'm willing to wait around until, you know, I find that. And maybe my standards are high, but yeah, I think that's what got me there. So I'm just basing it off what I've gone through, I guess. So with your standards, have you had luck with like your standards, your own personal ones? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm five years strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's important just to know who you are and the thing is too like we think standards are high because maybe we're not aligned with what that person has put in place you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's one of those things like if you are a barista and you're trying to get a lawyer you need to work on yourself you need to be self-aware and see like okay if i want this how am i gonna get that because i think another thing and that's kind of like what i was talking about before is like sometimes people get high standards because they're a little delusional (laughs) and you need to set your standards to your level Mm. um does that make sense yeah going back to that question yeah i think overall i've had luck with my my standards yeah i think so i haven't but i'm gonna be patient because i know that someone's out there so i don't want to settle for less i have not had the best luck because i want a lot as i should so no (laughs) one day all right would you say that you're picky no i don't think i'm picky you're not i'm not at all 
as long as you have the main cores of what I want in a relationship, the rest we can work on together. Mm-hmm. And as long as, you know, we have the same values and same respect and all those things, again, that I say that are important, I think everything else we can work towards as a team. So, yeah, I don't think I'm picky. I don't think I'm picky. I think I have the proper mindset to what I want. And as long as my partner can match that, then we Gucci. Would you say you are picky? Yeah, I'm picky. (laughs) I'm picky. (laughs) I don't really have much to elaborate on that because, I mean, it is what it is. I'm picky. Okay, last question. Do you think it's fair to say that someone should lower their standards? No. No, I don't Mm -hmm. think it's fair because this is going back to what I said before. Everyone has their own standards and it's fair because what I find important for me might not be what Ashley finds important or vice versa. You know what I mean? Like if it's important to her and it knows it's going to bring her happiness, then she shouldn't have to lower her standards because then she's just going to be settling for someone who she eventually might not be happy with. So I think as long as they're your standards and you are content and you are working towards achieving or not achieving, but like balancing that out. Like you can't expect someone to be loyal if you're not going to be a loyal partner. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. as long as you know you can do what you want in return, I don't think any standard is too high. I agree. I just think that if you know your standards are really high, just know that you're going to have to be very patient and accept that. I've accepted it that I could be single for the next five years. I could be single for the next two months. I don't know. But who am I to say somebody should lower their standards? If someone's delusional, be fucking delusional. None of my business. But just be patient and don't take it out on me when things don't go your way because you want the world, but you are willing to give two cents, you know? Exactly. Anyways, so that wraps up this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want to catch it live on Key Radio, tune in at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday. That's cayradio.com. And don't forget to check out our Instagram account. It's Let's Get Real the Podcast. And our TikTok is Let's Get Real the Podcast as well. But with that being said, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next Monday. Bye.